Oh, hello there. Thanks for joining me today. I appreciate you uh, spending your time with me uh, to let me share with you uh, how to find the way. Uh, it's exciting to me to know that um, there are listeners out there who uh, want to hear the truth and um, desire to be freed from their addictions and problems of life. Um, so if you joined us last time, you, uh, you heard all about um, finding the way, right? Finding Jesus um, and to believe and to repent and believe. Um, as Jesus said, repent and believe. Um, and, you know, that's my prayers that you have done that um, and put your faith in Jesus. But if you haven't, um, then I just continue to pray that uh, you will do so uh, in the coming days um, because he is the answer. He is the way, the truth, and the life. Um, but today we're going to pick up um, on where do we go from here, you know, after we've put our trust in Jesus, um, what's next, right? That's the question. How do I get over the addiction? Well, um, that's the things we're going to learn about today. And, you know, in, in AA, um, they have a step program, and I, I don't put down AA in any way. Um, I appreciate um, the things that they do do to try to help people. But I believe that God's Word is sufficient uh, for all instruction, correction, and reproof. Um, but AA has a step, step three, um, to make a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood Him. And that's an interesting step because, you know, early on, right, step three, um, they're telling you that you got to make a decision. And that decision is to turn your will and your life over to the care of God, to give up um, your self-control over your own life. And, you know, that's what you did if, if you uh, repented and believed, as we talked about last week. Um, you have already done that. But you have to continue to uh, give your will over to God every day. Um, you know, so biblically, now that you've accepted the need for Jesus and repented, um, we're going to try to help you understand where to go from here. And uh, for me, I like to use uh, Proverbs chapter 3, uh, verses 5 through 8. And um, I highly suggest that you uh, highlight these in your Bible, memorize these three verses it's actually four verses but um i'm gonna read them to you and to trust it says trust in the lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding in all your ways acknowledge him and he will set straight your paths be not wise in your own eyes fear the lord and turn away from evil it will be healing to your flesh and refreshment to your bones. You see, some time ago, you put your trust in something other than God. Whether it was drugs, alcohol, pornography, 
whatever it was. You, you basically said to yourself, I'm gonna do what I wanna do. Um, you either didn't recognize or just didn't care that you're made in his image for his glory. We can't escape our creator or how he made us. You see, our very DNA is made up that we have to worship something. And if we don't worship him, then we're gonna be sure to find something that will lead us uh, to a dark place. Because anything other than worshiping God is gonna lead you astray. Um, so, you know, we see here in the beginning of verse five, we're told to trust in the Lord with all your heart. And I know for me, um, when I was in addiction, you know, somebody asked me, do you trust God? I would say, sure, yeah, I trust God. Um, you know, with, I'd say that with my mouth, but my actions proved totally different. Um, and so I ask you to look at your own life and your own past um, to see where you've felt as though you couldn't live without your booze or drugs or pornography or food, whatever it was. I ask you to look and see. Remember those times where you felt as though you couldn't live without those things. And the reason why you felt that way is because your identity had been placed in those things. You, you had no heart or spiritual connection with God. You were dead in your trespasses against Him. As Ephesians 2 said, you know, um, we allow those things, those addictions, drugs and alcohol, to, um, to be our go-to, right? Um, I just need a drink, that'll make me feel better. I just need a drink so I can be happy. I just need to um, smoke a little weed, and that way I can feel better. Um, you know, we end up placing our identity of who we are in those items. Um, in the beginning, those things um, do for us, right? They, they do things for us, like make us happy and uh, make us outgoing and different things. But over a period of time, they begin to do to us, not for us anymore. They begin to take over our lives and make us slaves. Um, so where we feel like we have to do it all the time. Um, you know, we were cut off from our Creator and our Savior by our sins. Um, but, you know, now if you've accepted Jesus as your Savior, then you're forgiven and made alive in Christ. You are now alive. You are not spiritually dead anymore. And I think it's important to note that you're not just forgiven. There is no more punishment for you. Um, the cup was empty, the scripture says. Um, Jesus drank all the wrath of the Father that you were deserved. Um, there is no more punishment for you, those who believe in Jesus. Um, and, you know, I think that term believe in Jesus is also used kind of loosely here in America. You know, um, we 
seem to think as a whole that, well, if I just believe that Jesus came and died, then, then I'm good. Um, but there's much more to that, um, to just believing that. Um, and that's where Proverbs 3, 5 was saying, trust in the Lord with all your heart. And that ain't just one time. That's every day. Every day we are to trust in the Lord with all our heart. Because, you know, from day to day things change, right? One day it's good, one day it's bad. And we have to trust Him with the good and the bad. Um, so, you know, now that uh, we have to put all our trust in God as our Savior, as our provider, as our caretaker for our health, um, in help with relationships with others that we love. Um, every scope of our life, we have to give to Him and know that He's in control and He will never fail us. His Word tells us in Jeremiah 29, 11, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare and not for evil, to give you a future and a hope. <laughs> How awesome is that? How awesome is it to know that God has plans for your life? He has plans for your welfare and to give you a future and hope because He knows everything. He sees everything. Um, he knows your need and He will meet your need if you just simply trust Him for meeting that need. He will meet it, I promise you. <laughs> he will meet you at that place. And you know, sometimes it'll be the midnight hour when he meets it, right? But it's, it's always darkest before the dawn. Um, and that's not an easy place to be in when you're in it. But the more that you begin to trust God with your life, then those um, dark nights aren't as stressful or painful anymore because you you know he's got it. He's got this. But every day when you get up, I suggest that you turn your will over to God and just tell him, you know, I give you this day, Lord. I, I have plans for the day, but I understand that your will might not be what I have in store. And so whatever you do to change my plan, I just submit to you knowing that you're in control and you're protecting me and guiding me along the way. You have to give up all of your self-control. You know, 1 Samuel 12, 22 says, For the Lord will not forsake his people for his great namesake, because it has pleased the Lord to make a people for himself. Yeah. You know, if you are uh, a believer in Jesus and the work that he's done, then he is our bride groom and he will come get his bride one day he will return for his bride and um you know he's created a people for himself to one day we will live with him forever eternity in heaven and that's a beautiful thing to 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 just know that our citizenship isn't here on this earth and what we 
have to endure here on this earth today is nothing like it will be one day in heaven for eternity. And we can't even wrap our minds around eternity. Um, but <laughs> let's just say it's a long time. <laughs> you know, and if you're like me, I'm sure you have some kind of control issues. You know, like having to be in control of everything. You know, if you're not in control, then you probably tend to freak out some. You know, and that's not how God created us to live. Again, it's the more we learn and see how our Lord cares for us, you'll, you'll see and be able to let go of your life. And even your spouse, your children, you'll be able to let go of their lives some too and just trust God to be in control of their life. Let Him do what He does best. You know, some people I've heard, you know, they describe it, life as being on an airplane. And um, when we're in control, we're in that pilot seat or even the co-pilot seat. Um, but we aren't designed to be pilots or co-pilots. We're designed to sit in the back of the plane <laughs> where the passengers are and let God control that plane. Let him take us to the place that he wants us to land. Um, and so I just encourage you today to sit in the back of the plane. Give God control. Surrender your will to Him for today and tomorrow. Um, you know, the second half of verse 5 um, is written, it says, Do not lean on your own understanding. Well, I ask you, why do you lean? You know, why do you lean? Well, you know, the definition of lean is to cast one weight to one side for support or to rely on something else. So you see, we've been relying on our alcohol and our drugs and our self-will to, to get us through our daily lives. We told ourselves that we needed to drink and do drugs to feel better and be happy, to have, unwind, you know, just to have fun. You know, we've been leaning on our own understanding and God says, don't do that. Stop it. <laughs> you know, why not, you ask? Well, it's because we lie to ourselves. Yeah, we, we don't just lie to others. We lie to ourselves. Jeremiah 17, 9 says, The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately sick. Who can understand it? Matthew 15, 18 says, But what comes out of the mouth proceeds from the heart, and this defiles a person. So you see, we can't trust ourselves until we come to Jesus and allow Him to change our heart. If you don't believe me or the Bible verses, just take a good hard look at what comes out of your mouth. Do you speak harshly? about or towards other people? Do you say to, to some people, I love you? You know, your tongue has released what's in your heart. You are deceiving yourself because your heart is deceitful. We must learn to lean on Jesus. Uh, yeah, I mean, I know for me, I would tell uh, my children, I love you. And then in the next moment, um, I would be 
striking out at them with harsh words. You know, um, in punishment, right? Striking out, lashing out at them. And, you know, God tells us that um, there is no fear in love. Um, and that, so if I'm trying to use um, fear to punish my children, to make them fear me, then I'm not loving them at all. And, you know, God does not do that either. God does not want us to fear him. He doesn't give us fear of him. Fear is from the enemy, not from him. His love is pure, and he would never uh, seek to make us fear him in that way. You know, um, the root of fear is punishment for us. You know, we think of punishment, and uh, that causes fear in us. But I want you to know that if you've put your faith in Jesus, there is no more punishment for you. God um, poured that out on Jesus, as I said earlier, and there is no punishment for you. He loves you, um, and he will do everything for you if you allow him to. You know, so to put all our trust, uh, all our inabilities to understand why this has happened to you, you must rest. That is what he says he is doing, right? Um, the verse uh, in Proverbs 3, 5 said... To do not lean on your own understanding. So if you're going to lean, which is to rest, then rest in him. Rest in Jesus. Rest in knowing that he's in control and not you. You know, Hebrews 13.5 says, um, he said, Jesus, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Romans 8.28, and we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good. For those who are called according to his purpose. We must lean on his understanding. His ways are much easier than our own ways. I promise you that. And his ways lead to true life. Matthew eleven twenty nine. 29, Jesus said, Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and lowly in heart and you will find rest for your souls. Um, and we gotta learn from Jesus. I mean, that's why he came to take on uh, flesh, right? Was so that we could look to him and see how we're supposed to live. Um, you know, you, you must take his yoke upon yourself. You know, a yoke was used to lead two oxen together at the head um, to make them work side by side in the field. Um, he doesn't just save us for heaven. He has work for you to do. He wants us to be bound with him as we do that work. So he can teach us daily how to walk and stride with him. You know, with that yoke, if, if one ox pulls a different direction than the other, then um, the work cannot be done. And um, it makes it harder on both of them. But Jesus is with you all the day long, and he will teach you how to do life righteously. The cares and the worries of the world you live in now will be gone 
when we work with and for him. Um, yeah, you know, Proverbs 3, 6, right? Um, the next verse, in all your ways acknowledge him and he will set straight your path. The TPT version of the Bible says it this way, become intimate with him in whatever you do, and he will lead you wherever you go. Yeah, I like that. Um, but you know, we have, to, we have to do that part, right? We have to be intimate with him in all that we do, not just um, in our time of prayer, but in all that we do. And, um, yeah, it's, it's awesome to know that we are called to be intimate with God. He doesn't just want us to say a prayer, you know, for salvation and then go about our own lives waiting for the day that we die to see Him. Uh, we can see Him today. You can hear from Him today. He wants us to want Him. He wants you to have a relationship with Him. And, you know, you may ask, why? how do I do that? How do, how do I have a relationship? Well, we start by praying and reading His Word. Spend time with Him every day. I mean, how do you build a relationship with uh, your spouse or someone you love? You do that by spending time with them. Um, you know, kind of off topic a little bit, but you know, God asks us to give 10% of our monies as a tithe, right? Um, but I believe personally that, you know, we should strive to give 10% of our day to be with Him. Um, you know, so basically, if you're awake 16 hours a day, you give Him an hour and a half in prayer, praise, reading His Word, and it doesn't have to be an hour and a half all at one time, right? Um, five minutes here, 10 minutes there. Um, you know, so I just ask you to look at your, your life today. How much time do you spend in prayer and reading his word and singing praise to him um, yeah so the actual amount of time isn't what Jesus wants anyway he wants your heart he wants your heart to be directed to him throughout the day uh, and, and even in, in AA they, they always use that phrase just do the next right thing well the next right thing um for us is to be in relationship with our Savior. Um, with Jesus, you know what the next right thing is to do, right? Um, his word tells us how to live um, by His law, right? Uh, his law will be written upon our hearts. We want to strive to do what is right. And we're not going to get it right all the time. We're going to fail. But um, we've been forgiven. And uh, don't allow the enemy to put that condemnation on you when you do fail. Um, you know, just allow the Holy Spirit to tell you that, hey, you did wrong. And, um, you know, say to the Lord, I'm sorry. You know, thanks for showing me. And, um, you know, ask him to help you for the next time to be better prepared. You know, you we... As a new believer, you got to know who your father is, right? Um, you got to know what his will is. And the only way to know the father is through Jesus. Jesus came to earth to do the will of the father. So if we study Jesus' life, then we learn what the father's will is. 
So his whole life that he lived here on earth, we, we get to see him. And uh, we get to see what the, walk, the Father's love is for us. Um, you know, John 657, uh, as the living Father sent me, and I be- live because of the Father. So whoever feeds me, he also will live because of me, Jesus said. In John 14, 6 and 7, Jesus said, I am the, the way, I am the life. No one comes next to the Father except th- through union with me. To know me is to know my Father too. And from now on, you will realize that you have seen him and experienced him. You know, so that backs up uh, the verse 6 in Proverbs 3, that in all your ways acknowledge him. Um, so now we've come to trust Jesus, you know, to, to learn how to trust Jesus, and we're going to work on that together, right? And we're leaning on him to be our pilot. Um, we must know him for who he is, and we now have a relationship with him, so he wants us to come to him all day long and through the night with the day's decisions that we got to make. He wants us to acknowledge that he is um, with us and he wants um, to look to him for guidance throughout the day. When we place him first in our lives, life is so much easier. Uh, He carries all the burdens of the day for us. um, And all we have to do is trust him that he will take care of the rest. I've seen this happen many times in my own life. Something that I thought um, would keep me from achieving goals that I'd set to do. Um, you know, I prepared the best that I could humanly and then gave the situation to God. And then He just made a way. He made a way. And um, I have many testimonies of how God has provided and made the way for me. Um, you know, even though at some of those times I was pretty certain it wasn't going to work, you know, the things that I had done. But I prayed over it, and I give it to him, and I trust him with the outcome, whatever it would be. Even if it hadn't gone as I wanted, it was still going to be okay because I was doing his will by trusting and believing him for the answer to the problem or question. In the end, his way is always perfect. Psalm 145, 17 The Lord is righteous in all his ways and kind in all his works. Psalm 1830 says, This God, his way is perfect. The word of the Lord proves true. He is a shield for all those who take refuge in him. Yeah, so um, I think we'll stop there for today, uh, verses 5 and 6. And again, I just encourage you guys to read those four verses Proverbs 3 5 through 8 and begin to meditate on them and to um, memorize them because they will help you through your life all the day long Uh, they help me every day um, when I just reflect on them and so uh, I hope this has been an encouragement to you guys and um, I look forward to doing verse 7 and 8 with you uh, in the coming days